You want to hear about my coffee? Yeah, tell me about your coffee. You take a coffee cup, and you put the filter in the cup, and then you wrap the ski strap around the rim of the cup, put the coffee grounds in the filter, pour hot water in it. That's how we made coffee before we got a pot. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Mix number 50, December. I'm Alex Kaufman. Some of you are three years into this ride. The rest of you have some catching up to do. This is the monthly Ski Country Audio Bulletin Board. Let's get into it. Nothing is off limits. Your latest news, buy or sell, gear and beer reviews, date or hate, help wanted, rant or rave, community updates, arguing about boot fitting, whatever. Businesses, ski areas, nonprofits, and such are welcome to participate. Just don't send in you reading ad copy. The next deadline for audio submissions will be January 5th. Audio files can be sent to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Target length is a minute or two. All of your phones have audio apps on them. And there's a new page on wintrymixcast.com called Audio Tips, which will nudge your brain along. Or you could listen to episode 46, which got us underway in the new format. So what do I have for you here in episode 50? Let me see here. Some World Cup, Mount Washington, Ski Patrol Shack Coffee Strategies, Utah Word Games, Black Line Tavern, Lift Ride in the Mind of My Four-Year-Old, Hut Construction, Tim Kelly Weather, an Epic Rant, and a bunch of other recent dispatches from Ski Country. But before we get to all that, I gotta do a thing. Nope, I do not yet have my prized online retail sponsor that will help outfit the family. I sure would like to be singing the praises and promo codes to help them do more business soon. Haven't hunted very hard yet, frankly. Seriously though, local retailers have it rough these days. News just broke recently that Montpelier's longtime gear hub, Onion River Sports, will be closing down. That's a bummer, though an industry trend. Bought my kid's bike there. So since it's December, the most important month of the year for these places, I wanted to give a plug for my super local shop, Waterbury Sports, located right down the street from Pro Peg. And in case you're not going to be on Route 100 anytime soon, the Outdoor Gear Exchange in Burlington. Their website, GearX.com, allows you the convenience of an Amazon or Backcountry.com with the knowledge that you are also supporting Vermonters, local taxpayers, and a brick and mortar operation that's a linchpin to growing participation in outdoor sports. They didn't give me anything to say any of that, it just needed to be said, and there's only one December. So I'm paying it forward. Now, let's light this candle. So episode 50, you'll have some dispatches that are looking back from November, some stuff that's looking forward to December, So why don't we start with something timeless? Take it away, Mike. Hey, Alex. My name is Mike Finn from Jericho, Vermont. 
I want to say thanks for all the the podcast. I look forward to listening to them every month. They bring back so many memories of uh, great ski trips, friends over the years, travel, different resorts that I've been to. And for me, it was in the late 70s, early 80s, growing up in the Capital District. Nils Adlibert, he was that guy. He started the Stoke. And every week, he'd pick a different mountain for us to go and pack us all into his family truckster, three or four boys, and we'd head off to a day of skiing at either Gore, Hickory Hill, Adirondack Mountain, West Mountain, Whiteface, or even the occasional trip to Vermont. We really didn't care if it was 45 minutes or three hours. We were just excited to be together and going to explore a new mountain. Now, besides Nils creating three to four East Coast rippers, more importantly, he taught me how to wax and tune a ski. And to this day, I think of him every year around this time when I'm down in my basement, waxing the the quiver for the season, uh, getting everything ready for the up-and-coming season. I think about Nils and and how he made that impression on me and, you know, the interactions that we have with either uh, a parent, a coach. Um, But I think of him every year, and I still have that passion and... uh, and we'll continue to pass the passion on to my uh, family's friends and kids. All right. Thanks. That's it for me. Maybe I'll see you at Smugs or in parking lot one, and we'll grab a beer. All right. Take care. Well, Mike, you've made me want to go skiing right now, but I can't. So let's go back in time to the Boston Ski Show really quick. See Nelson James? I don't care if you have food in your mouth. Rooster, a.k.a. Chris James. Roll. Coner, co-founder. Ski East, LLC, based out of Wilson, Vermont. Food weakness. Food weakness. Well, right now, it's the steak bomb that I'm jamming down my throat. But for real, lobster. Favorite food, lobster. Life weakness. That's because I'm from Maine. Life weakness? Mm, I'm late a lot. Even though my name's Rooster, I'm supposed to be first up in the morning. Yeah, it's not always the case. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny because it's true. I'm late a lot. Even though my name's Rooster, I'm supposed to be first up in the morning. Yeah, it's not always the case. Skeetoeast.net, also a good holiday shopping option. But wait, TK was there too. Surf Ski, Weatherman, Tim Kelly. What's your food weakness? Long Trail Ale. <laughs> What's your life weakness? I can't say it. My wife might listen to this. <laughs> but for real though. Let's get our December weather outlook. Take it away, Mr. Tim Kelly. We tended optimistic in that October podcast for the long range this winter. Well, it's time to double down. November went into the books with near normal snowfall. Mount Washington, about 38 inches. Jay Peak had 50 inches plus. For November, that's uh, above and beyond the call of the forecast. We didn't even have a big snowstorm. Those were just a series of Arctic fronts. There were a bunch of little thaws, but overall, November ended up going into the books a little cooler than normal. Every time we had one of those thaws, Boston went to 60 several times. The cold air was lurking in Canada and charged in with quite an attitude. You want to see attitude. Wait till you see what happens in the middle of December here. We're looking at uh, deep cold. I'm talking polar vortex type stuff. As it comes in, we're going to have a series of fronts with you know little bits of snow the first week of December second week of December we're going to really up the ante uh, we're going to have coastal systems coming in and there are some signs we may have a blockbuster before the month is over never mind the winter not much time here surf ski weatherman checking out for now thanks Tim see you up at Stowe pretty soon swing by the house on your way up and I'll let my kids climb on you 
Moving on, we're going to get a little further into November. Uh, just before the World Cup, our Blue Mountain Man Stash was up with his kid and uh, sent us all sorts of good stuff. Hey, Alex. This is Stash uh, from Warminster, PA. Uh, I was going to do an interview today of a young ski racer. Gavin Bachnick. And what brings you to Vermont this weekend? Um, I was skiing at o- Okimi today. Okimo. Okimo. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of Okimo today, Gavin? I think it was great for only their third week being open. Yeah, the groomers were good? Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't really have groomers towards the end of the day. It was just all, like, pushed-up moogles. Which is good. We like that, right? Yeah. And the reason I'm here is because this Sunday, I'm going to watch the Women's World Cup, and I'm going to be in the parade for the And entering into the Audio Submission Hall of Fame, Stosh and family sent us this from the World Cup. This is Michaela coming down the bottom of Superstar winning the slalom. In case you didn't gather that. Does that make you want to get your kid into ski racing? Well, let me give you the other side of that equation. Three minutes on the adventure triple with my son who just turned four years old. It's kind of patriotic though. You'll see. So Elam, what's your favorite part of skiing? Nothing. Nothing? Anything. Anything. Never again. What do you think of this chairlift? Never again. Never again? No. Why not? Because I don't like the turns. But you're doing super good today. You're learning how to make your turns, and you're getting really good at scooting, and you're controlling your ski super well. I'm very impressed, buddy. What should we tell Mommy about the skiing? Bad. Bad? Yeah. Man, you're pretty grumpy about this, huh? I'm to go back home when I'm done doing this. Yeah, we are going to go back home when we're done skiing. We're done doing this one. This is the second run. We're going to do two more after this, and then we can go, okay? Okay, duty. Okay, duty. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good word. We don't say that word. And what was your favorite snack that we, that we had? Donut. Yes, it was. Give me your best Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for 
forwards and stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All beautiful, full spaces, guys, for So he was super grumpy, then he sang a song, and now we're at the top, and he's happy. Nice job, buddy. Hey, look, it's that girl again. Look how this girl. You oh. always see her. Hi! Again! Are you having fun? Yeah! Awesome! Bye! Go ahead, buddy. Nice job. A year ago, I got down to the World Cup on Sunday. Episode 37 in the archive is an entire episode dedicated to it, if you'd like some more World Cup in your diet. Uh, But this year, we were up at Jay Peak, and I didn't make it down for the Sunday. We've been going there the last three years in a row for Thanksgiving with the kids. But before we could get up to Jay Peak, I had to fix my telly bindings. Hey, Sam. My name is Alex, and I'm calling you from Waterbury Center, Vermont. I'm on the website. The Hammer Heel Climber, $20. Is that what I should buy? Do you mind if I put you on hold real fast? No worries. Thank you. Okay. I'll be back in a second. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. Well, yep. If you go ahead and you order those Hammer Heels, those are the replacement you need. You should just be able to unscrew the ones you currently have and then screw these ones into the same holes. All right. That is exactly the solution I was looking for. I am purchasing them right now, and I appreciate your time, sir. No problem. Thank you for calling in. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. Have a good one. Now, I am the furthest thing from a gear guru. These 22 Designs Tele bindings were not broken. I was just upgrading them so they could accept a climbing wire. And clearly, if you want to give them a call, they'll give you some answers. 22 Designs, they're based in Driggs, Idaho. So one more shout out in the Christmas season. You could spend money with them if you want to. I was on my 22 Designs Tele setup that Saturday morning of Thanksgiving weekend when I strolled into the top of the Jet J Peak Resort Patrol Shack. I had been sweating a lot after a couple uphill laps prior to lifts opening and I did need to warm up, but that was generally my cover for getting in there, making them trust me, and then making them talk. We had some fun. Let's hear it. Come on, talk to me about the coffee. Oh, this coffee sucks. The, the grounds are New England coffee. Yeah. And it's, New England coffee is a shitty brand name. You know, there's Vermont artisan coffee and tea. But what's the method here? Like you're boiling and then what's happening oh, here? Uh, pour over. Oh, okay. We're heating the pot though. So Vermont artisan coffee and tea and Vermont Coffee Company are, are very high bags quality. Up here that Green I Mountain Coffee sold out. There? Yeah. Just like Green Mountain Gringo did. You recording me here? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm going to swear. That's fine. Okay. I can beep if I need to. <laughs> Okay, pour over tea. I get it now. There's tea, coffee, and oatmeal happening simultaneously here. Yeah, pretty much. You want to hear about my coffee? Yeah, tell me about your coffee. You take a coffee cup, and you put the filter in the cup, and then you wrap the ski strap around the rim of the cup, put the coffee grounds in the filter, 
pour hot water in it. That's that how we made coffee before we got a pot. Now we've we that was upgraded. up until what year? That was last year. That was last season. Came up this season and Bruce brought us a a nice coffee pot. So now we can make more than one cup at a time. So we're at a whole new level. And we've got Bruce Ski. I assume Ski's not Bruce's last name. And Matt Farney. That's right. You guys been on patrol here how long? Uh, you really want to know that? Yeah. This is my 25th season. So 30, it must be 35th. 35th. 25 years and 35 years. What's the one thing you wish the public would stop doing? Skiing. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd all be out of jobs. He was joking. That was a joke. It was a good joke. Everybody calm down. Okay, let's get back to Bruce. Garage is 200s. Grooming is 300s. Snowmaking is 400s. Lift ops is 500s. And ski patrol is 600s. So everybody that has their own, that owns their own radio on the ski patrol gets their own number and gets a chest pack for free. And Charles is 641, he owns his own radio. And he just called Mike, who's a paid patroller, 635. If there's a six in front of it, they're a patroller. Yeah. I used to be 113. On the patrol? I don't know. It was the number you call whenever, like, the media was going to be involved. And oh. we needed somebody to explain it. Oh, okay. So you were articulate. I guess. <laughs> All right. I don't want to miss it. Just Step in case, right up just to the in case something great happens here. <coughs> right, it's the first year with the pot, right? You're still figuring out the flow. Yeah, this is way more challenging than what I'm used to. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Have a fantastic day out there. Hey, Have a good day. Nice talking to you. Hopefully as uneventful as possible. Amen. Uneventful Amen. is what we like. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sticking with the snow safety theme, there's a couple good podcasts out there in regards to staying safe in the backcountry when it comes to avalanches. Uh, one of them's called Slide the Avalanche Podcast. Another one is called The Avalanche Hour. And Caleb sent us an introduction. Check it out. Hello, Alex and all of the Wintry Mix pod listeners. I'm Caleb Merrill, host of the Avalanche Hour Podcast. Last month, I had the opportunity to interview a true East Coast boy, Helen Hoffer, who's a snow ranger for the Mount Washington Avalanche Center. You know, the birthplace of extreme skiing in America is Tucker Intervene. As you get ready for your winter, which may involve a pilgrimage to Tucks, have a listen to episode 2.3 from the Avalanche Hour. You'll get some great insight as to how the snow rangers come up with avalanche forecasts for the region. One of the neat things that our Avalanche Center does is micro-scale forecasting. And this means that, um, for uh, a lack of a better way to describe it, we forecast each individual ski run. Um, you know, each gully we issue a danger rating for. You will also hear about some new projects with some partner groups to increase the amount of skiing in the Mount Washington Valley. So what the Granite Backcountry Alliance is starting to be able to do is now offer these places that would be alternatives on high avalanche danger days. Once you've caught up on all of Alex's pods, check out the rest of mine. You can find the Avalanche Hour on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or from my website, www.theavalanchehour.com. Alex, let's put together a snow podcast summit to coincide with the Spruce Camp Adult Novelties Convention next year. See you there. Pray for snow, everyone, and have a fun, safe holiday. 
Caleb's not kidding. Uh, episode 49 did have a sex toys trade show segment in it. Uh, go check that one out. And if we're going further into the archive for the holiday spirit, uh, episode 12 was the one and only holiday special I have done or will ever do. Feel free to go on back and check that one out. Uh, but for now, let's stay in the White Mountains and talk to Andrew. Andrew Drummond here with Ski the Whites to let you know about our new shop that just opened up at Black Mountain Resort in Jackson, New Hampshire. It's the first of its kind for the Mount Washington Valley where you can find backcountry rentals for all abilities with modern alpine touring equipment that's light and comfortable, as Alex can attest. Straight up, for real. They feel amazing. I tried on a setup at the Boston Ski Show and it made me hate my current boots. Rent the equipment for a couple hours at the resort, take it into the White Mountains, or rent it for an upcoming ski trip. We're also hosting a six-week uphill series starting January 5th and morning meetups with coffee and bagels every Thursday. For more information on gear and events, check us out at skithewhites.com. I also need to throw a plug in for the Granite Backcountry Alliance. We're doing big things here in New Hampshire and Western Maine. If you're looking to get involved in the backcountry community in this region, be sure to visit granitebc.org to find out more about upcoming events and how to become a member. See you in the mountains. And back on my side of the Connecticut River, friend of the pod, R.J. Thompson of the Vermont Huts Association. It's getting close to getting that first hut finished, working with the design build folks at Yestermorrow down in Waitsfield, Vermont. And he gives us a dispatch. Let's check it out. Yeah, they're, they're a little worn out. They're a little, they're not, they just don't have great clamping pressure. So new block, two new clamps. I feel like we can probably get two clamps on one block if it's long enough. Hey, Alex, this is RJ at Vermont Huts. We're down here at the Yestermorrow campus. Um, students are working on one of our huts and, um, it's really exciting to see things come together, so I just wanted to give you a quick update on where things stand. We've got Eric Cook, the program director here, and um, Eric, what are some of the design considerations that you guys had to really scratch your heads about when you were making this type of structure? So I think one of the biggest things we had to think about is how can we make this both a, an effective building for its intent and one that we can reasonably get to its site. Um, so we're, we're driven by the, the volumetrics of bringing it down the road, as well as all the different functions that have to go into it. Um, and then to boot, uh, getting systems and infrastructure into this building are challenging. Um, so we, we wanted to navigate the, the building science implications around this. So how can we let a building get really warm in the winter and then let it cool off and manage the moisture and how that needs to move through the walls. So we've, we've made air channels on the outside of the wall and above the roof deck. And so air can circulate and the building can breathe out into a protected space. And then that air circulates out the ridge vent. Sounds pretty smart. I feel like it's pretty smart. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it performs over the next couple of years. Cool. I'd say push on it with a, a spreader bar. Uh, like that, like you've got. Yeah. Uh, I think we should. Set up we might be able to set a second one up. We're gonna yeah. One of these, yeah. And the the stop that piece of two by eight that you've got fixed okay. to the rafter is actually gonna work better if it's on two rafters. On two rafters. So right? you just get a larger one. Yeah. Like between that, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. <laughs> so uh, for for you guys as students, uh, first, um, could you just give me your name? I'm Eli Barlow. I'm Annie Nash. Great. So, um, Eli, uh, what's been one of the more exciting elements uh, of this whole design-build process? Mm. Learning how to work in a group is, is pretty intense, but um, definitely worthwhile. 
Uh, I think it's rare to work doing design in as such a large group, and it can be um, frustrating, but uh, very educational. And Andy, what what's, uh, what have been some of the greater successes I think that you know you've found working uh, you know, in that group dynamic? Um, I think there's been a bunch of moments where we've completed things, and it takes all of this effort to just agree and come to consensus or decide it doesn't matter if we're at consensus. And so whenever there's just been a completion, like when we completed the floor pack and when the walls were up, like the first time we had a wall up, it was just like crazy and when we first had the roof up it was like I almost cried because it was like we actually got something done together it was really cool you get to see that tangible result exactly that everybody was involved in yeah yeah it's amazing there's been so many hands on hammers and it's cool okay enough east coast let's go to Utah where it didn't dump much in November but obviously it will in December what's up Alex Paul Marshall, how'd you know it was me? It shows up on my like little screen. I don't know. Where's your office? Salt Lake City. Yeah, but like where in town? On the as you enter Parley's Canyon on your way to Park City Deer Valley. Nice. All right, we're gonna play a little game. You ready? Yep. Okay. Word association. I'm gonna say a resort. You say word one word that you associate with it. Here we go. Brian Head. Red Rock. Eagle Point. Private Resort. Sundance. Owl Bar. Snowbird. Steep. Alta. Deep. Brighton. Locals. Deer Valley. Groomers. Park City. Huge. Nordic Valley. Beginner. Powder Mountain. Perfect. Beaver Mountain. Family. Cherry Peak. New. What are you going to have for lunch today? Tacos. Solitude. Honeycomb. And how many sets of equipment are in your office at peak season? Oh, man. On off-season, we're shooting... 50, 60 range, mid-season, you know, we got, people are flying in and out at this place with everybody skiing at different times, doing different things, and, you know, it's it's fun to kind of represent all 14 resorts, but it also is a, a challenge to make sure that we, we represent all 14 appropriately. Understood, that makes sense. All right, in a month, I want to hear from one of the resorts, but until then, me and Adam will probably come try to see you in January, all right? All right, look forward to it. All right, thanks, Paul. God damn it, I forgot Snow Basin. Whatever. I need to ski there this winter, I guess. Didn't forget Magic Mountain, though. What up, AK? It's Jamie Walter, reporting live from Magic Mountain, Vermont. I'm here with Matt. Matt, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do here and uh, how things are looking right now for the winter. Uh, My name is Matt Cody. I'm director of operations here, and uh, things are looking really good. Just putting the snowmaking system back together after replacing about 2,000 feet in the base area. Uh, all new piping, valves, a uh, whole new fleet of snow guns. We got all kinds of good stuff coming in, so it's going to be a whole different story. We got a new night park going in, new tubing facility, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Lots of fun. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, what are you most excited for this winter? Anything of your projects? or? Uh... Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to get back to regular operations. I'm just sick of laying in the mud welding and putting chairlifts back together and all that good stuff, so... Uh, just actually being a ski area and seeing people on the slopes and riding the chairlifts is going to be like, you know, music to my ears right now. So, How many times do you hope to sell 1,500 day tickets and uh, close it off and turn people around? Obviously, you don't want to turn people around, but uh, you guys are enforcing a new policy this year, or started last year and hoping to do it more of it this year. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to have to shoot for every weekend. You know, it's, I would hope to never actually turn someone away, but at the same time, you know, we really want to hit our targets you know, as many times as we possibly can. It's really just all about sustaining our growth and, uh, and, and being able to really support the things that we want to do in the future and uh, that we have planned for the place. So it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting place to be. And uh, I'm happy that we're in the place where we can turn people away and still make our, you know, our, our projected growth path. So it's uh, you know, nice, nice right up the middle place to be. So absolutely. Anyone you want to give a shout out to on your crew, or uh, that's been an integral part of this uh, new development here in the last few years? Oh man, all all the main guys. Uh, you know, we got Don, AJ, Tim, Travis, Tom. I mean, and then you know, you got Jeff, the GM. Um, to give some shout out to you know GM over at Mad River Matt Lillard he was pretty awesome back in the day I got to give him a shout out because he he's the one who actually brought me into the fold back in the day so it's uh, it's going full circle so and rant time epic passes from the radio to the newspaper to the Facebook arguments. There's a group of people that are freaked the fuck out about how many epic passes might show up at Stowe this season. That's fine. Do what you gotta do, I guess. First, let's start with the number. We don't know for sure how many exist in a driving distance. I've heard anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 from New Jersey northward. So let's use 75,000. Also, Stowe had a pre-existing pass holder base, which my Magic 8 ball says was between 2,500 and 5,000. So yeah, that's a lot. But... And this is the big but. What do you want Stowe to do about it ahead of time? They don't know, just like we don't know, how the visitation will fluctuate. If you made me bet right now, I wouldn't risk a dime, and I was in Scaria marketing for a decade. You have to wait and see and adjust. There's no other rational move. Yes, it'll be crazy busy on Route 108 a few Saturdays and holidays, like it's always been. And if it's worse, the internet will tell everyone self-correcting the problem as people decide to not subject themselves to gridlock. But either way, if you are in Vail or Stowe's shoes, you have to wait and see and be ready to adjust. Their initial actions in the short window of time they had to add parking and begin bus system improvements is exactly where you start. The big changes, if they are needed, can't be properly planned until you've seen the true impact, if any, of this large a drive-time passholder jump. This is the guinea pig year, and it's the cost of doing business. Embrace the unknown and address the issues if and when they become clear. If I own the place, I do the exact same thing. End of rant. Rate and review Wintry Mix on Apple Podcasts if you want it to survive. Give the gift of pod this holiday season by grabbing a friend's phone and subscribing them. Suggest future rant topics and get submission ideas on the Facebook page. Get reminded about submission deadlines on the Twitter. Or maybe you only use Instagram, so follow there. Also, I made the website slightly less terrible. It has my weird bio and some audio submission tips. WintryMixCast.com January episode submission deadline is Friday, January 5th. Send to Alex at WintryMixCast.com Stick around for the outtakes. Goodbye.
say? It said, check for loose clothing and equipment. Do you have any of that? What is loose clothing and equipment? I don't know. <laughs> Dang, what about the other one? This month, I have a public apology to Alex Kaufman from Kyle Lopasinski. I was supposed to give him a hot ride home to Montpelier on Friday after the Boston Ski Show, but my plans changed and he was walking around the trade show floor all day on Friday. It was really only two hours, but it kind of felt like all day. Looking for a ride like a homeless person, complete with sign in Sharpie tied around his neck, and I'm sorry. I hope you enjoyed your midnight bus ride up to Montpelier. Actually, I did. The bus was empty, I slept the whole way, and they dropped me off right at my truck. I owe you some beer. Uh, during the last 10 days of uh, January, Sundance Film Fest is in town. Now, lodging up in Park City is going to be, you know, all sold out at this point, but if you can find some lodging down the valley and willing to drive up, the mountains are empty during, uh, and the two mountains up there are Park City and Deer Valley, and they are empty, and they are some just great times to go up there and ski. So kind of keep that on the radar if late January is when you're thinking about making a trip out west.